0: You're listening to an open book. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn. Each week we'll open up at least one book that will expand your heart and your mind on topics covering life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You'll also hear from special guests open up about their own journey to being happy on purpose and the challenges and beliefs they had to overcome to get there. If you're open to looking at the world in new ways, are okay with occasionally being triggered, and are ready to take your habits and decision-making off the default mode in order to become the creator, not the bystander of your life, you are in the right place, and I will see you on the inside. Hey there, and welcome back to another Friday episode with a guest expert interview. Today's guest expert is one that I thought Could not be more relevant based on the book that we talked about on Monday, The Kick-Ass Single Mom, where a big chunk of some of my favorite takeaways from that book was around financial independence. And while the book is called The Kick-Ass Single Mom, um, I had mentioned that really any mom or really any woman could benefit from the majority of this book where she is talking about all the ways to um, be financially independent, why, how, um, and the nitty-gritty tips and tricks for how to do that. So today's guest for guest expert interview is with my friend and wealth go-to Irene, who is a women's wealth coach, um, coming over coming to us from London and this interview is actually a replay from um a in a guest expert interview that she did inside one of my paid programs earlier this summer, um, she came and talked to the Insta Brand season two group. Um, At the end of the program, it's a 21-day personal branding program that helps you uh, build, design, and grow a personal brand, leveraging the power of Instagram. Um, And the reason why I had a wealth coach come on is because, you know, Once you have a business, once you start bringing in money or in your case, maybe that's, maybe that's not, um, your situation. Maybe you have a job. This is still going to be really, really applicable and relevant and motivating for you. Um, because we talk about, okay, now what? So now that you are um, bringing in, maybe you just got a promotion at work or maybe you just launched a new business or finally rocking and rolling with your business. Now, what do you need to be thinking about when it comes to building sustainable real wealth. And that is what this conversation gets into with Irene today. So I'm really excited uh, to share the replay with you today. Again, this is an extra special treat because before this, it had only been accessible to the paid members of the Insta brand group. Um, so I'm excited to get to share this with you to compliment the book of the week from Monday and then to just give you some additional inspiration to help you start painting the vision um, and thinking of yourself as wealthy, uh, as being good with money. And Irene gives us some great things to think about when it comes to shifting our perspective, especially when it comes to women and money and then specific tips and resources for how to get on our way to actually making that happen and some things that need to happen before we even start investing. So it's very um, step-by-step, especially towards the end and i think you're gonna love this one and uh get so much out of it so without further ado enjoy this interview with wealth coach irene and i'm i this is gonna be such a good topic it's not instagram related but it's getting us to kind of see beyond just what we're doing with instagram hey lady hi how are you i'm good how are you doing i'm good too it It is so good to see you yeah same Um, Well, and I was just saying, I'm so glad that you're here, um, because while this isn't a directly related topic to building our Instagram presence, I think it is just a great topic to kind of expand our mindset and just maybe remind us, like, why are we doing what we're doing over on Instagram? So welcome, Irene. Thank Um, you. And I just want to give you a chance to kind of intro yourself. I know you are a wealth coach for women. What exactly does that mean?
1: Okay, so basically, I started my own wealth building journey around 13 years ago, when I was 18. So I was really young. And I wanted to my goal was to be financially independent, I didn't want to depend on a job, basically on a salary. So I was like, okay, I have to maximize my savings and invest my money. So I had people in my life that I'd seen in investing and build wealth that way. So that's kind of why I also felt like that was possible for me. And then uh, when I was 21, I started investing and now it's been 10 years. I've built a lot of wealth this way. And I've also been the go-to person for a lot of people in my life who asked me about money. Like, how do I get started investing? And that's kind of where the interest with starting my own business started because I was helping a few of my friends and family and realized I love doing this. And so I got started last year and now this is what I do. I help women take control of their finances and really make sure that you're using your money to build wealth and create more for yourself in your life. Mm.
0: You're such, you're way more responsible than I was when I was 18.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, and I want to get in, I want to get into the nitty, well, not the nitty gritty, but just, I want to get into the wealth building topic, but I also just want to highlight that you're doing some amazing things on Instagram. And I think you're, this is your second group program. You're in the middle of promoting right now. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really just on Instagram.
1: Yeah. um, Basically I, I focus on Instagram because I love being on Instagram and that's like where I spend most of my time on. Uh, And then I've also used LinkedIn. So what I do now is that basically I create most of it thinking about Instagram, but then I post exactly the same on LinkedIn. So those are the two platforms I'm on. Uh, I actually, well, I did Instabrand uh, with you the first time you launched it, but I also took your LinkedIn course. So both of those have been so helpful um, for me and my social media strategy.
0: Well, and I didn't, I wasn't fishing for anything, but thank you (laughs) for saying that. And um, I wanted just to, to bring that up, because you know there is so much potential on Instagram to actually do business, have transactions, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to bring you on is what do we do when we start having those transactions, um, bringing in money you know just even kind of how to think about it so one thing I want to go into this, if, so let's say like we're, we're just kind of like thinking hustle, like let's do more work, mm-hmm. um, we're going to build wealth through putting in the work, but yeah. what you teach is something a little bit different that can complement that strategy. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Exactly. So I think we've all grown up thinking that you, know, you have to work hard and work a lot in order to make a lot of money. And that's kind of like the traditional path to follow, you know, work and like get promoted. And you know, you go up in the, like the rat race basically. And that's in that way, you won't necessarily build wealth because you are exchanging your time for money, which means you always have to be working to make money. So what I teach basically is that when you get that money, what can you do with it in order to create more for yourself? So if you invest, your money, and it grows on the side, so it's working for you, then you can increase, first of all, your wealth, but also you can get passive income, Uh, so it's another income stream, which is actually really important, which we've all learned this year that it's important to have more than one income stream, Um, so yeah, that's what investing does for you.
0: Okay, and I love that. Let me just, let's just check in with the ladies here. I see Chris, hey Chris, Um, anybody watching the live um, or the replay, let us know. Are you guys doing any investing? How is it going for you um and if you haven't, what maybe has been some of your hesitations? Just drop it in as we'll and we'll talk about um that as we go through because I gotta be honest like and maybe this is where we go next with it. Oh, Chris just said so important for multiple yeah. income streams. um mm-hmm. I always thought well, I don't wouldn't I would need to like. I would need to be an investor like I would just there's no way outside of like investing in my previous company's like 401k program um that and even that like scared me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like how do we is it like is it really as scary as it and complicated as it seems on this side Mm -hmm. well
1: I would say not at all but I think that the the part that is missing is the education Mm -hmm. And that's what we're not taught. We're not taught about money or how to manage money or what to do with our money, how to invest it. So I think, yeah, we're not taught this in school. So there's a lot of lack of uh, education there that causes the fear. And then on top of that, we hear about other stories of people who've lost a lot of money doing this. Yes. And again, I would question them, like, did they have the knowledge? Because if they didn't have it, then yes, you can potentially, then you're gambling your money basically. So it's the education part that is missing and that is really important. And I feel like it's the first place to start, but I understand that it seems really complicated. It's a man's world made for men. That language is super complicated. And in a way it's kind of on purpose so that, you know, you don't do this yourself and have to hire somebody to help you. And again, when you do that, you're not learning, you're not taking that power yourself and being in Mm -hmm. control of your own future, you're letting somebody else do this for you. And for example, my parents did that uh, right before the financial crisis, they lost money, they hired someone. And when I wanted to start investing in 2011, they were like, do not do it, you're going to lose money. But I'm like, you didn't, you didn't study, you you gave it to somebody else, something happened. So I think that we have to understand that a lot of the people that invest don't necessarily know what they're doing. So yeah, then you can definitely lose money.
0: Well, and, you know, and this is, um you may remember on day 1 of Instabrand we dissected like stories that we've been telling ourselves. Yeah. And this might be this might be one for me and I don't know if anybody else but when you think about it and like I had to start and Irene has had a huge impact on my mindset around this, by the way. Um, it's it's just like anything. It's just like learning how to do Instagram. It's just like learning how to do email marketing or putting together, you know, a course in Kajabi, like we know, where nobody's like born knowing how to do this. So I love that you said it's just a matter of arming yourself with the, the resources and the education. Yeah. Um, Why well, I've seen a post recently and I, let's see, I'm I mean, let me check in real quick before I go there. Um, Okay. Steph said people are selling life insurance as investments. It's confusing. Who do we trust? It's a good question.
1: Yeah. I I don't necessarily know that much about life insurance, but I have seen in the U.S. that there's some people that say that it is good and others say that it isn't. I can't speak to this. I don't know enough about it. Uh, but I would say when I talk about investing, I talk about investing in the stock market and, you know, creating accounts like Chris, uh, Chris's is uh, writing, um, aside from I- IRAs and 401ks, there are um, other types of accounts like that, which are tax efficient accounts to invest through yourself. And that's, that's where I would start, I wouldn't necessarily pay somebody to do this for you.
0: Okay, and I want to go there, and I love that Melissa said she invests in herself because that is very, very important too. That's the best. Um, it is, it really is. Invested in our in our brains. And, um, so let's um, let's go there for just a second. And this is maybe uh, t- I don't want to get too too in the weeds, but also I just want to I want us to like know what's out there. You mentioned tax efficiency for some of those IRAs. So if we're I don't know if any of us have 401ks ourselves anymore, if we're working for ourselves, So what, what are our options of things to set up? And if this is like too US based, just let me know and maybe we can broaden it up a little bit. But like, what, what do we need to do if we don't have a 401k? Cause that's always what I think of like stock market.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, when I talk about tax efficient investing, it basically means that you can delay paying tax on your gains until later basically you're allowed to accumulate that money and let it grow before you pay taxes I think in the U.S. so I'm like you, I'm, I don't know enough about it but I know there are two types of accounts that you can check out which are call, called Roth IRA and traditional IRA which I think you can open yourself uh, so I would look into those and those mm-hmm. are tax-efficient accounts that you can use to get started
0: yes and those yeah and those can help um... Yeah. Like get, get you started. If you don't have that, that 401k, I've done that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up something that I saw on your post. I've heard you talk about before, because mm-hmm. I think this might be a limiting belief that as women, maybe we're not as qualified. I don't know if anybody has that, but you actually said women are better investors than men. Why is that?
1: Yeah. So there's, Research study after study that shows like these big investment uh, companies that have done research on their clients and it shows that women tend to always perform like 1% or like 0.8% better than men and it doesn't sound like a lot but actually compounded over time that is a lot of money. So basically it's because women are oh, more I'm, I'm risk conscious. Unpopped. So what, what I don't do like I to I I'm not in my own apartment. I don't like to, sorry. sorry. I don't like to use risk averse because I think that's also when you put that on women, it's something that you know, women haven't been taught about money. They, it's always been the man who takes care of the money. It's been um, you know, kind of like traditional gender role Uh, so then when you tell a woman oh you're risk averse I get a bit like yeah but women have never had you know access to money in the same way as men so I don't like to use that word I like to use okay conscious and I think we are more conscious with what we do and we also think more long term we think more about the bigger picture than men men are a bit more um impulsive with their like trying to find the next hot stock and when you try to do that, often you can fail. <laughs> then the it's kind of a bit like gambling. So women don't tend to do that as much. So they invest more for the long term, have a consistent kind of like strategy that they follow, and that's really what leads to success: that you create a plan, follow a strategy, stay invested for the long term. Your money will grow to millions, basically.
0: That's so super, super empowering. Because I think a lot of this, I don't know, chime in, but I think a lot of this is just like getting through some beliefs about like managing money and investing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and our capabilities around that. So I want to ask you, I'm gonna ask you a big picture question and then I'm going to zoom in and, and get some nitty gritty, um, tips from you, yeah. but just to, just to kind of paint the picture. Cause you touched on it in the beginning about what's possible. So, you know, I'll, you know, sometimes I get in my mind, um, like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to create, a lot of us have courses um, or coaching or different types of membership in person online. And while that feels a little passive, um, probably some of us would disagree. (laughs) This is a lot of work to do those. Um, This truly is, other than just kind of continuing to educate yourself and to like, b- to be on top of things. So like for you, what have you been allowed to do? Like what gifts have you been able to to take on because you have this kind of figured figure out? Um, and then you like, what else are you doing? Like, what does your life look like? Just like to talk to us just a little bit about your lifestyle because you have this set up now. Um, and then I want to get into like, how to make it possible for us.
1: Yeah. So basically for me, when I started, it it always starts small. So you start with small amounts or with what you're comfortable with. And then with time that grows and you put more money in and with time, what that's given me is freedom to do more things or try different things. So I basically always had a buffer, which I call like my freedom fund, which I use for like what I want to do. But at the same time, I'm building my portfolio, which is my long-term safety. And as long as I have that, I know that I'm always gonna be okay. So what I've been able to do is for example, I did my MBA and paid 50% of that with my own money, which is a lot of money. Uh, Basically MBAs are expensive. Um, I have been able to travel, like I travel a lot um, and without necessarily worrying about money, I go to any place I really want. Uh, I moved to London without a job because I wanted to live here so I decided I'm gonna go I'm gonna try it out I have money to cover me Um, and with that throughout my career I've basically been able to leave jobs because I didn't like that wasn't my passion it wasn't what I wanted to do I tried another job wasn't wasn't it either was there for a bit then it took a career break like have that freedom to basically know that I'm okay financially and I can try different things along the way to find what it is that is my gift or my passion and I found it last year when I started my business but throughout the years I've left jobs and had that kind of uh, freedom basically not to worry about money and try different things which has been really.
0: And I love your, your you guys got to follow Irene. Her Instagram stories are so um, fun doing all these things. Chris said, yeah, that's freedom. Love it. Yeah. And I wanted to just to bring that up because sometimes it, we can get in the, gr- caught up in the grind and just like focused on like, what is our next like business task or like, what's our next offer going to be? And, I, and I'll just speak for myself. Like sometimes I forget like, oh yeah, like what do I actually want my whole life to look like? And what do I actually want to do? And like, you're talking about like traveling and having flexible schedules. And yes, some of us, um, have businesses that maybe allow for that, but it is nice to know like, okay, I could start building something that gives me the buffer or like a second option or a plan B. So, so if we haven't done that yet, like if we haven't started, like where would be a good place? to start? Like we're like, okay, I'm into what Irene is saying. But like, I didn't start when I was 18. Like, is it too late?
1: (laughs) Okay. First of all, it's never too late. Definitely not. I would say like any time is the best time. And honestly, if you're starting out amazing. I think what you need to look at is basically, if you have debt, one of the first things to do is consider eliminating expensive debt. If you have that Um, other type of debt is not I mean, there's good and bad debt. So if you look at your debt, you can classify it into, this is expensive debt, like credit cards or payday loans, those type of high interest debt. Um, then you have other type of debt, which is you know mortgage, or you have student loans, or other types of loans, which are low interest. Those you can still keep without necessarily, like you can still invest while you have those, but basically- Like I mean, car loan? Yeah, car loans are expensive okay. as well. So I would say okay. the expensive high interest, um, eliminate before you start investing. Okay. Investing what what investing does is basically gives you an average of around 10% every year. <clears throat> but then when you take inflation into account, it's around 8%. So if you have debt which is, you know, uh, having interest of 20%, it doesn't make sense to invest and get 8%, then pay that down, get rid of that kind of expensive cost in your life before you start investing. But a student loan or Uh, mortgage, those interests are maybe 2% uh, right now, or quite low, because the interest is quite low right now, then I would say getting 8% of the on your money is a good deal. So you can still invest while you have debt, but you have to remember that it's two types of debt.
0: Okay, that's there.
1: Start there. And then second, it would be um, to make sure that you have a buffer that you have an emergency fund that can cover you in the short term for unexpected costs. If something were to happen. Because once you start investing, you don't want to be using, um, you don't want to have to sell if something happens in your life to cover that cost, because then you might be selling at a time that isn't ideal. You want to make sure that the money that you put in the stock market is there for the long term. So have a buffer to keep you, yeah, safe. What do you
0: recommend? Like, I've heard a year
1: before, but yeah, I think it depends. So if you have like okay. a stable job, I would say they say three to six months. Again, it depends if you own a house, probably six months to okay. six months. If you have your own business, probably closer to one year, just because you don't know like that income might be more unstable. So the more you have, the better you'll feel basically sa- safety wise to invest and forget about the money. It's for the long term. So that's kind of like the steps you follow debt, then emergency fund, and then to think about your money as a tool. So what do you want your money to be doing? Give it a job in the short, medium, and long-term. So then if you divide what you want to do, then you you start living your life aligned with what you truly love doing. So in the short-term, maybe you like to travel, maybe have like a goal that you want to travel somewhere big, somewhere amazing, and you save for that. Or it might be any other type of short-term goal that you want within the next year. Medium-term, from here to like five years so these two types of goals you don't need to um think about inflation for example and how it's devaluing your money you need that money available but for long-term goals you need to take inflation into consideration and so you want to make sure that you're getting a higher return and that's the money that you then say this is for the future this is what i want to have like 20 years from now so you set aside a little bit of money for each of these goals And after that, uh,
0: educate yourself so you can start investing. See, even though, um, and I'm always like, Irene, I'm just, I'm not there yet. got some things to pay down. But just even having these conversations, I don't know how you guys are feeling about this now. It's just like so inspiring and just kind of like reconnects with like, oh yeah, like I am a business owner. I'm just not like an Instagram marketer. Um, and I think that goes for us all. Like sometimes we can get caught up in like chief marketer of our company. And I just want to go back here. I think I thought somebody said, um, Oh, Chris said definitely have some limiting beliefs to clear up. Um, but I'm afraid to lose it all. Totally. Oh, and yes, Chris, I love this. Begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. It's like really great advice. Um, are, are there other mistakes outside of just not being, Educated enough that we would need to just to kind of to be aware of and try to avoid
1: like I mean, common once, mistakes. Yeah, once you start investing, things like you know reading too much of what's going on in the news, for example, mm. the news, the news is always going to play on your feelings, so either fear or greed. So there's going to be things that are going to scare you, like you know the world is ending, all the bad things <laughs> are happening, you know, like, and then you don't want to invest, or it's like this stock is going to be the next big thing. Those things I would avoid. If you follow that, you will definitely lose money because you're not investing, make, making your own research, uh, doing kind of like the work uh, around what you want your money to be doing. You're just following what others are doing. So I think that's one of the big mistakes as well. Another one is fear of missing out, like get in because you're scared that you're gonna miss out on a big game if you hear something. Um, again, I think the most important is to get educated, create an investment plan, Follow a strategy that you know is going to get you to your long-term goals and then just stick to that and kind of ignore the noise that's around. Um, I think that's the most important.
0: I love, that's really good advice. Um, yeah, the news, just steer clear of the news yes. for probably lots of reasons. <laughs> no, so no. let me ask you something else. Um, with the savings, so if we're at that stage putting money in for that buffer, do you have advice on, like, is there a certain type of, like, interest rate or is there like a certain type of like online bank that you use or recommend anything we need to know when it comes to that phase
1: yeah so i would say if you're if you have savings that you don't necessarily need to touch with like an emergency fund or a buffer you can put it in a high interest account and that's really a good way to kind of have your money grow in a savings account that's giving you more than a regular account so high interest Savings accounts, with high de- high yield savings accounts, uh, in the U.S. And um, I actually heard that there's this one account called Marcus, which I think is gold. I'm not I'm not sure which bank, but if you search Marcus, okay, they hit savings account. It gives uh, higher interest rates than uh, than other typical accounts. So that's a good one to look into if okay. you want to put money in.
0: Okay. Good to know. I we're kind of good well, and I think you know, like we're in our we have have a book club too, and we're reading profit first. So like money's like very top of mind right now. Oh, um, <laughs> yes. Okay, I just saw Janice hop on here. Hey Janice. Hey, Janice. Um you'll have to let us know if, if you're if you have any uh investing experience or how that's going for you. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you just like to keep this really practical. So let's say, um, and I know like one of the answers is like, get connected with you, but let's say you got the buffer, you got the debt, the buffer, and you're ready to invest. Like I literally like out, I I would be like, I don't know, like just Google it or like, what is the next
1: step for us? Like, where do we go? I think. A great place to start is kind of like, of course, um, reading a little bit about how it works and stuff. There's a great book, uh, which focuses a lot on the US market uh, by Tony Robbins. It's called Master the Game, Money Money Master the Game, I think. Okay. Um, so that book is really good to get started. It's like step by step what you need to do. Basically, Um, it's really like it's a big book though. So But it's fun to read. I think it's fun to read. You you would enjoy it if you read it. Uh, It also shares um, information about, like, top investors and, like, how they invest. That's the reason why I bought the book. I thought that was really exciting. Uh, So that's a really great place to start. You have Investopedia. It's a great online resource for free where you can search anything around investing. And, you know, like, you can start looking at, like, Investing for Beginners. It's a great guide there. Um, You could also start looking at, like, what platforms should I invest in? Yeah. Um, um so there's different types of platforms think about fees so when you're looking at platforms think about the fees that they're going to charge you because fees will take away from your returns Uh, so try to go for one that offers lower fees and that has a wide option of investments that you can choose from uh so i feel like those would be the the next steps to go okay okay oh i love a good i love a good book i think a lot (laughs) of
0: us in here do so that's a that's a really good one i was going to ask you if you had any other favorite money books that's definitely one that's true. okay yeah. okay let's see chris said um what's considered higher interest rate for a savings account good question
1: yeah so now the interest rate in the market is zero percent like i don't know any account that regular account that gives you more than 0. 0.02 or something like that so high interest now is like maybe 0. 0.8 or like one percent um so that's like high oh. interest now but back in the day when I was, I actually put my money in a high interest account right before the financial crisis, I managed to put my money into a high interest, which was giving me 7%, which was- Good. Yeah. But, but then you have financial crisis which basically, since then the interest has just gone downwards basically. So yeah, now high is 0.8 to 1% maybe.
0: Um, it's just something else because um, there is a bookkeeper that uh, we we both know Bridget, she had recommended, um, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I was going to tell you guys about it. And then I just forgot about it, but it has, it has decent, um, higher, higher interest rates. Like, yeah, nothing like that. I'll, I'm going to, I'm, I got a resource list going that I'll email out after this call and I'll add that one too. Um, Let's see. Ooh, some good questions. Okay. So um, Chris said, oh, and then, janice said zero experience yeah same yeah. here outside of my 401k um when when you
1: say platform what exactly does that mean So it's like an online broker that you can use uh, yeah so it's basically like an investment bank where you can put your money in there and then choose different investments
0: would that be like i don't know if you do you guys have vanguard
1: or yeah like- vanguard, vanguard is um is one where you can open an account uh there's also like apps which have very low fees like robin hood you might have heard of yes yeah so they're like a new more like a new in t- type of investment broker um so they're good to check out i don't know other mm-hmm. ones in the u.s i know more specific to the uk and europe
0: okay yeah no and that makes but sense that okay, makes yeah. sense yeah. But i think that helps just to have so a couple of to start with Okay. Um, and then Julie said, can someone say the book recommendation? Oh, I missed it. Oh, you tell the exact title.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's called Money Master the Game uh, by Tony Robbins.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I want to, I want to get that one. I also, um, we were talking about this in book club, the Think and Grow Rich book. I think it's just like a great like mindset one again. Yeah, I haven't um, read
1: that one, but I, I've heard really good things about it.
0: I think you would, I think you would dig it. I also find it just really empowering as like a woman to read it because he's definitely talking to a man. Like it's an older book. Um, but it's like, Oh, I'm getting the secrets (laughs) of this man's world. Um, okay. So I, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up here in just a second. So if you guys have other questions, drop them in here. And then, um, if you're watching this on the replay, um, drop, Irina, your questions over here on Instagram. I know she's just like a wealth of knowledge. Her feed itself is just like a library of information. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us, like, is there there anything else that I haven't asked you? And I have one more question after this. But is there anything that I haven't asked you just kind of based on the context that that you feel like I should have or you want to share that we haven't covered yet?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I would kind of try to – see if I can help change your perspective about investing is to compare it to saving uh, because there's a misconception that investing is really risky, right? But if we look at saving, saving, it has always been considered, you know, safe. And yes, like saving your money means that you have it in that account. But we need to think about inflation because inflation will devalue your money every single year. And inflation is around 2%. And let's say that if your account is now giving you 0%, if it's not in a high interest, you're actually losing 2% each year. So by keeping your money safe in a savings account in 10 years, Mm. it's lost 20% of its value. So long-term your savings actually go down. And with investing, it's the opposite. When you put your money in the stock market and you leave it long-term, it's really unlikely that you will lose your money. If you have a strategy that you follow and don't go for those like hot stocks so
0: what do you consider long term
1: so i would say more than seven years for sure but i think for us if you're trying to build a portfolio that you can live off of you need to give it like 20 30 years so it's like the best is to start (laughs) okay okay (laughs) Um, and, but again,
0: just, just starting, right. Just, just starting and whatever. I love that you laid out the steps for us because to me, no matter where you are, like how, and you've shared that before and I have really appreciated those steps. It's like, Oh, okay. Like here's the path. And no matter where you are on the path, I find it empowering that like you're on a path yeah and like you're, you're taking steps along that road, no matter where you are. Um, let's see. Melissa said, what are, what were the thoughts you have about money that have been most helpful in building wealth? Ooh, I love that question, Melissa.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Uh, for me, I think what I thought about, like what I, yeah, what I think about money and what I thought about back then too, is it's not what I can buy with it, but what I can earn with it. So what can my money give me so that I can create more in my life rather than spend it. And then it's gone. So I think that's really the mindset that has helped me think about money. Like whenever I get money, I'm like, okay, how can I put this to work? That's really what I'm thinking. And then of course, it's not, it's not just about, you know, building wealth and having more money. It's about creating more in terms of, you know, living your life more aligned with what you love spending money on. So aligned with your values um, and then also thinking about your future so that you have that safety in the future as well.
0: Oh yes, and and what I what I love too about following you that I find so inspiring is like sometimes you're like, I'm not going to waste my money on that. Like that's not important, but like this is really important. Yeah. And then like you, I know you and your um, fiance moved homes mm-hmm. yeah. to yeah. decrease expenses, but then you had a beautiful outdoor area because being outdoors is really important to you. Yeah. Um, so I just really appreciate. And just admire like how clear you are on what you want your life to look like, which sounds really easy. But I think so many times I can find myself like on default mode. I don't know about you guys. So um, yeah, I
1: think actually for me, it's, it's not like I've known this my whole life. It's more that through my wealth building journey, I've learned to see what I love spending money on. See what i don't like so then i'm trying to avoid spending money on things that don't bring me any happiness any fulfillment or any kind of satisfaction and rather focus on like okay what are the things that actually bring value to my life and that make me really happy and then managing it like that and that's kind of been a process through the years and also changes right because we're evolving all the time so it changes and it's about being flexible with that too but
0: yeah yes you grow um let's see allowing money to serve you and others. Love it. Yes. Janice. That's a good one. So good. Put the money to work. Yeah. I love the earn versus buy thought. Um, okay. Drop. If you have any other questions, drop them here, but let tell us like, what do you have going on? What are you doing? Um, where you, I know you're hanging out on Instagram, on LinkedIn, like just fill us in on how we can get connected and stay in touch and, and keep learning from you.
1: Yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram. This is where I like to spend most of my time. Um, I find a lot of inspiration here myself. Uh, Right now I'm launching uh, my group program again. Uh, So it's called Invest to a Million. It's to help women get the knowledge, the accountability, the support, to really take you through the steps of what you need in order to become an investor. And I love the program. I put so much like love and work into it. So really, really happy with it. Uh but on the side as well, I have one to one coaching and I also do speaking engagement. I've had corporate uh speaking engagements before. Um but yeah, that's that's really what I'm working on right now and building a community around this, which I'm like I had lots of plans for and I'm really, really excited about.
0: Okay. Is this are you talking about maybe your um do you still have your Facebook group, by the way? Uh
1: not I haven't not yet. Made, on that one, but now I'm building okay. community with, with the clients that are in there and kind of like keep helping them um, long term, not just while they're in the program.
0: Basically. Mm, okay, okay. I just wanted to I wanted to put that in there if that was still alive. Yeah. Okay, so so good. And then I'm just going to say like, I mean you share so much like really practical, helpful information so definitely get connected with her. And if anything that Irene um, shared with you, just like gave you an aha or inspired you, drop her a no. I know that you guys know how much that means to you when you get um dms about your podcast interviews or just a client says something about a post so um let her know what you what you loved from this i know she would love that and um thank you so much for being here this was like a very empowering conversation i just feel like really i don't know about you guys on the watching this um or on the replay but this has been really good so thank you irene and uh Yeah. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the weekend. And then uh, we'll probably all see you around Instagram. Yes. All right. Bye.